0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. It is the double mailbag. Usually this is a Thursday thing, but it's going to be Tuesday this time because, like if you're listening in the first segment, Lindsay is away for this podcast. So she was nice enough to not make me do three segments by myself. I get two of them to answer questions. So let's begin with Adam Wheels. With the Browns getting Zadarius Smith, what are two offensive line moves the Bengals could still make? One guy to start if anyone's out there, and one to be a great backup option. I don't see... I see a guy that can start in Dalton Risner, but I don't see the Bengals making a move for a starting left guard. And I've went over this a few times. I just think they're going to give Cordell Volson that job, because... When you look back at their history, I know this isn't all Zach Taylor, but some of it is. They gave Billy Price a second year. They gave Michael Jordan a second year. They typically get, they gave, and these are two success stories, they gave Clint Bowling and Andre Smith a second year. And both those guys struggled their rookie year. So what I see is them letting Cordell play this year out and then maybe making the distinction of we want a little bit better. And I know those teams weren't always contenders that these, they gave that second chance to. But I think it's in their blood to just give that next year. When a guy plays at the level Cordell played, who I'd argue his rookie year was better than any of those players. So when you look at that, I don't see them making a move for a starter. I would still love Dalt Risner as a backup on all three interior spots. Another guy I'd look at, because I think they feel good about the tackle depth. The one place they probably don't feel great about is the interior offensive line depth. Another guy, I believe, and I'm going to vet this on the internet live, but I believe Chase Rulier from the Washington Commanders got cut. Um, I'm just double checking that. Uh, he played college football. was drafted by the Washington football team. Yes, he was released May 5th. So that would be a great signing, I think, because right now Trey Hill is the backup center. And I don't know who feels good about that, to be honest. Just haven't seen him enough. Not anything against him. Just haven't seen him enough. So getting a veteran guy that can play backup center, can maybe play some backup guard for you, would be huge. Those would be the two guys I would look at, but I don't think they're going to get a starting level guy. Right now, how do you think Juan Drago Turner II compares to Cheeto as a prospect? Other than weight, their measurables are pretty comparable. This one is from Matt Polys. I believe that's correct. Matt Polys, attack me on Twitter if I am wrong. I think it's not—it's not too dissimilar. But the thing that makes DJ Turner, Juan Drago Turner II, unique as a player is he's an outside corner. I think he's an outside corner mainly, if not only, and he's undersized at six feet, 180 pounds, where Cheeto, he's shorter, but he had that 200 pounds of beef, and you could feel that in the run game and even in the passing game when he you know, jams guys. I don't see DJ. He does a cool one-arm stab jam, and – He does a good job of soft shoe pressing, letting the guy release and then hitting him with a jam, but I don't see him mugging guys the same way I could see Cheeto mugging guys coming out. So I think the weight is the big difference and DJ is a better athlete. I think that Cheeto now is a much better technician than DJ is right now. But that is what you're hoping for is um, a transition for him to become that level of technician and to work with his safety well etc he's got probably a year i think somebody else asked this question about how ready do you think cheeto will be for week one can we see dj turner start i think that's a possibility to wrap this into the other question but what i think i think cheeto's going to play week one and i think that comes from what i've seen about cheetos uh, timeline so far and everything i've heard is that he's pretty much on schedule or ahead of schedule And when he tore his ACL was Halloween. When you think nine months from Halloween, that is about July, maybe August. He's going to be pushing it a little bit, but I think he'll hit the start point. Now, will he be the same guy? I don't think you should expect that early on in his uh, return. I think you're hoping he comes back to form maybe by 12, 14 months since the injury. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get back to form, but I think he starts week one. It's a possibility we see DJ Turner out there week one, but I think it will be Chidobe Awuzie. Who, what's your favorite all-time player from division rival teams? If you can't think any for the Browns, it's understandable. That is from All hail Burrow Brady on Twitter. I think I've said this before um, on Twitter, but hopefully I don't change it up ed reed for the ravens i appreciate greatness and uh i mean he plays safety so fun with the returns the interceptions i know he had a, a huge return against the Bengals before i don't know if that was to break the record or almost broke the record he was in the end zone when he caught it and returned it all the way for a touchdown he was just so much fun i wish he didn't play for the ravens for the browns i mean another fun answer there to me is josh cribs was an electric return guy who i think we would celebrate more if Devin hester wasn't there at the same time as maybe the all-time best return man and then for the steelers i really appreciate uh james connor and battling through cancer coming back winning the job i don't remember what round he was drafted in but winning the job when love bell had the contract dispute i think he's an awesome story and he left so it's awesome to root for him right <laughs> anyway we'll get to the next one um, so goose goosey five, one, three says, "So did you play a line in high school slash college? I played in high school before I ruptured my knee playing basketball. I started at left guard and I was the starting power forward on the basketball team. And, uh, then the knee killed that dream. So that's where the passion for the offensive line originated. Uh, I, I think I stunk at left guard to start because I wanted to be a wide receiver when I tried out in seventh grade and I was there for a week and then they moved me to tight end and then they moved me to left guard and I was the smallest on the offensive line, but I wanted to play. So <laughs> I worked my tail off and tried to get better, but I still feel like I kind of stunk. And the one play that has stuck with me for eternity was when we were in the film room and I missed a block on a pass play. I didn't even hit the guy. And the coach was just like, that was the old lookout block where you didn't touch him, you just yelled back, look out. (laughs) I was like, I mean, yeah, but you don't need to roast me too hard. Uh, Am I attending any home games this year? So preliminarily, no promises, I think two, and they're kind of close together. I don't like doing anything in the cold. I am not a cold weather person, so those are off the table. But I think I will be doing the Bills Sunday night game because I love doing primetime game. And then, coincidentally, I'm going to be in Northern Kentucky for a wedding the week of the Seahawks game, so I may make an appearance there as well. So look out for me there. Is 2019 LSU versus Bama the greatest collection of fall, college, the greatest collection of football talent college football has ever seen? From future CB1 Slim Drago Turner Trade A four two one, probably. The comparison I think you can make that's a team that's almost as stacked as that 2019 LSU and maybe more stacked when you consider the defense was the 2000 Miami Hurricanes against the – was that the year they played the Ohio State Buckeyes? I assume Ohio State had a ton of talent too. They're always sending talent out there. So that would be, I think, the game you might look for. Uh, Otherwise, I think that's the only one I could think of because that's one of the only teams that's as stacked as that LSU team was. Randy, R. Biters Snowdog, are they really going to pay Mixon over $10 million this year? Come on, man. Yes, I think so. I think we are at the point there, probably. It would have to, I've been saying this all offseason, I think that could come with a, in conjunction with another move, and that could be an extension, it could be signing a player, etc., but I don't think they move on or ask Mixon to take a pay cut unless they have to, and because that cap space doesn't do anything for you just sitting around. Now if you have Zeke about to sign a contract as you're passing down back and he wants 6 million and you're like look we got to make this work Joe you know can he cut off 5 million of your contract so it's really just adding a million dollars maybe he's good with it maybe he's not maybe he knows he can't get more than that on the open market maybe he'll just feel slighted but that's when I think you could see the move or if they do somehow sign Burrow T and Logan Wilson to long-term extensions this off season, which we're all hoping for, but I think is a bit optimistic. Which rookie do you think is the most ready to start game one versus the Browns from Jake, Jacob Waugh? Uh cheat answer is Brad Robbins, <laughs> the punter. Um, the serious answer, I guess, man, my, uh, I think a lot of guys have a shot, and I think the one guy that could step in there and start but maybe not take all the snaps would be Chase Brown. I think as a runner, he's pretty developed, and I could see him take those snaps week one. I don't think it'll be at the same level as a high-level Mixon game, but I think he could step in there and be a pretty decent starting running back week one. I don't think Miles Murphy would be bad either. He'd just be more of a run defender than a pass rusher. He's very raw as a pass rusher right now. You can take one drafted player from our AFC North rivals. Which do? Which one do you take? To make it more fair, you have to give back the Bengals selection from the same round. Well, 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 that's fine <laughs> because some of those teams are drafting high. <laughs> um, I liked a lot of the Bengals picks. When I think about it, I think of the first one that comes to mind is swapping out DJ Turner for Joey Porter Jr. Just because I had Joey Porter Jr. higher on uh, when I watched the two, I do think DJ has quite a bit of a ceiling because he's more of an athlete but i think joey Porter is just gonna come in with a good floor coming from the nfl background he has a lot of the traits and technical ability you're looking for i think there is some stuff to improve on but that i think is the first one to come to mind otherwise was it fourth round when the browns got dewan jones i would take that gamble i guess over charlie jones uh, who I just talked a lot about because I thought DeWan Jones had fringe first, probably second round talent. He's more of an athlete than a lot of the giants to come through lately. You know, he's more, I think he's a better athlete than Orlando Brown was coming out. I think he's a better athlete than like the Daniel Falele's of the world. And I was willing to take that gamble. There's obvious reasons he fell down and it has nothing to do with his football ability. Okay. Let's hit, um, Morv, with an interesting question, Morv6969, does covering the Bengals take away from your enjoyment as a fan? I don't think so. I think the most fun I ever had was when I was covering the Bengals on that Super Bowl run um, because it's just the most success I've ever seen. It doesn't take away from my enjoyment too much. I think the one thing about covering the Bengals and producing content for the Bengals is it does it did change when I started getting jobs, you know, small time writing gigs and, you know, podcast gigs. I'm not living off of this money. I'm just, you know, it's just a good side hustle, but it does change from being just something I like to do. And as a hobby into a job, I now have to do it every week, even if I don't really want to, at least, you know, most weeks I could probably take a week off here or there. It's not too crazy. But what I'm saying is just when your hobby becomes a job that loses a little bit of the fun. I know. (laughs) If the Bengals get blown out, I still have to go and gather clips, write about it, et cetera. When before I'd probably watch, but I'm not gonna watch too much of that. Like I'm gonna watch it once and just go, okay, that wasn't great, and we move on. But now I have to watch it two, three times, have takes, have stuff ready for it, um, and that is that. that yeah, it can be not fun. That can take away some of the fun from. Covering this, um, doo-doo-doo. let's see. All right, so we're at the end of this one. So I'll hit a fun one. <laughs> when if you follow me long enough, you know, high school. I was uh, an emo boy, playing for the football team. I was, uh, I, but I had the long hair. Over an eye, love Taking Back Sunday and those bands. We need a rundown of my top emo albums. And when does it stop becoming a phase? Never stops becoming a phase. I am seeing Blink 182 this Wednesday. But top albums, man, I'm going to go adjacent because I think there's some albums that deserve recognition. I have one minute. The Greatest Generation from The Wonder Years is the first one to come to mind. Uh, That ends perfectly. Transatlanticism from Death Cab for Cutie, who I'm also coincidentally seeing this year. Uh, That's another fantastic album I think about. To give a Blink-182 one, I mean, I'm like a lot of fans of them, I think Enema of the State is the best thing they did. Uh, Taking Back Sunday, where do you want to be? Um, there's, I'm trying not to do the canceled ones. because I used to love Brand New, but uh, that didn't end up too well. I think for one that I don't think anybody listening to this has heard of, the Earth pushed back from Have Mercy. Check it out. It's uh, it's it's emotional. But that will do it for this segment. We got a second segment of the mailbag coming up right after this.